This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 518, Your Brand Sucks, with Earnberg. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is my buddy, Earn Burn. And you may have even heard of him. He is a leader in the branding industry. His book, Your Brand Sucks, will help it not to suck so much. Right. <laughs> and we'll probably talk about that a little bit. Earnburn, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Dr. Paul, it is a pleasure to be here. I have been so excited about talking to you. <laughs> well, let me give just a little bit of context of where we connected because your brother has been on my show a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earnburn, also known as Ernie Harker, has a twin brother named Emil Harker who has been on Live On Purpose Radio twice now. Yeah. Which you know what that means, Ernburn. I got to have some you, shoes. We got to have you on two more times. Okay, to be one up. I got to one up him. <laughs> got to right? one up the twin. Well, I better bring my A game to your show. <laughs> we met first at the National Speakers Association, and, um, and then we attended the same conference in Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee, just mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Yep. where uh, we happened to be on the same flight mm-hmm. coming out of Nashville back to Salt Lake City, and we had a chance to, to chat for a few minutes. Yeah. And, and I discovered that you are a positivity enthusiast. Oh, next level positivity enthusiast. I didn't even know there were positivity enthusiasts out there. And to find a doctor that specializes in that was mind-melting. <laughs> so I gave you a copy of my book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you can see it. I'm going to show my camera. I've got pink tabs all over in it because um, it I, have, I have always been discontented. My wife is saying, why can't you ever be satisfied? Will you never not uh, be satisfied? Because I'm like, I'm always chasing the next thing. I want yeah. to do an Ironman. I climbed Kilimanjaro. I wrote a book. And each of these things is an attempt to satiate what I think will help make me fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm highly goal-driven, but these, these, these um, uh, objectives and these goals um, don't bring the lasting, you know, hap- you know, the happiness that I was looking for. Well, and it doesn't heard, eliminate the discontent. No, it doesn't. That, that's exactly what I'm looking Because I'm actually a happy person. Right. But what that, but your book, was the first time anybody has ever said that discontentedness does not equal unhappiness. And I'm like, right. what? Because my wife always associated with unhappiness. Well, why yeah. can't you ever be happy? And I'm like, well, I, 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 am I, I am happy, but I'm not contented. And I was worried mm-hmm. that I was going to be like one of those, the, the artists of the Renaissance. When, when you think of artists, they're mm-hmm. tortured souls. Right. They are not, you know, they are, they live in a very dark place. And I was worried, am I like that? Am I going to, am I going to approach the next 15 years, 20 years of my life 
because I'm 52. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love working. I love being productive. Am I going to look at the next 15 years of my life the same way I've looked at the last 15 years of my life, which is always chasing, never finding. Mm. But it wasn't until I read your book and it's early on in the book, mm-hmm. like I've marked it up. It's early on in the book where I can be happy and be discontent at the same time. But, right. but what I've learned is that discontentedness is the drive that helps me be productive. I'm yes. not content with the status quo. No. And neither are great artists. They are always trying to make things better or, you know, do the next better painting. It's never finished. So, right. um, and so when, when uh, uh, I read the book, I was thinking about how branding is a lot like intentional living, but I had yes. never thought of it that way until reading your book because um, brand development is an intentional orchestration. You basically build the blueprint for what you want the um, your audience to see and experience and feel about you uh, or yes. your business, right? And I thought, why can't we do the same thing to our lives? Instead of just following the current, whichever way the current is pulling our lives, we go, right. what, what do I want out of my life? And how do I want to be more engaged and show up to life? Because we only got one life to live. How right. can I live it on purpose? So the title of your, your show, oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> I'm geeking out to the next level. And I wanted to unpackage some things like how I was, I was going to, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to um, uh, go back and forth a little bit. So, well, that's what I love about this because principles are natural laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like gravity. You don't get up and think, Oh, I wonder if gravity's on today. <laughs> it tends to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a natural law and it's in your best interest to understand that principle because then you don't go running off of cliffs. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding of principle helps us to move forward with whatever it is. And positivity is a principle. It's not, I mean, some you hear this sometimes, you know, just think positive. Right, right. And people don't even know what that means when they're saying it, or they hear it from some motivational guru or sage right. on the stage. And 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 they don't understand that this is a principle that determines outcomes, mm-hmm. just like gravity. Yeah. And as you see, and I want to I want to find out more about what this has to do with branding mm-hmm. as well, because you've you've made a career out of building brands, billion dollar brands. Yes. Yep. And you know what it takes to to convey that message and to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It all starts with what you're thinking. Yeah, it starts with a plan. You have to have a vision of what you what you want. Um, so I'm going to unpackage branding for you, and then awesome. I want you just to kind of create the parallel for me on how that applies to also uh, the positivity. Yes. Okay. So so branding is. Um, in business, you absolutely have to get the attention of your customer. You, if you don't have the attention, you have nothing. They're just going to pass you. They on, don't right? even know about you, right? So you, number one, get their attention. Well, yes. a lot of businesses try to get attention with gimmicks or silliness or whatever. Um, for example, 
I had a client that was a, ba- a banking client up in uh, Wyoming that bought a big yellow Hummer and they showed up to parades and community events with this big yellow Hummer. Well, they were getting a lot of attention. The problem mm-hmm. was it wasn't really good attention and it had nothing to do with the personality that they wanted to convey about their business. Right. The personality they wanted to convey about their business is we care about you. We, mm. we, we're a part of your community. We, we understand the big investments that you make. And what's this carry more than a big yellow Hummer? Yeah, big yellow Hummer does not represent those values. So right. you have to stand out, but you have to stand out in a way that reinforces the personality you want to establish in the hearts and minds of your audience. So right. you can, what, and, and the way you do that in, when branding, branding uses things like color, fonts, textures, images, language, tone mm-hmm. to represent the personality, much like right. a person does. A person has a look, has expressions, has what they wear. Um, what they drive, all of these things are little, um, uh, brand elements to the individual and they communicate something. Yes. They they communicate their values based on what a person drives or how they dress the language they use. Did they get dental work? You know, all those Mm -hmm. things, uh, uh, establish values. Well, we are attracted to people that share our values. How do you know what a business what values the business has unless mm-hmm. you are able to see it right and and watch it so we create an image a visual image for a company and uh the easiest way to describe that process is using color so color is one of many brand attributes color right. is um uh has a, a psychology behind it as as you know, you're mm-hmm. you happen to be a psychologist, so you know. I happen right? to be. <laughs> you happen to be. So it's not surprising that if if a business were to say, "Hey, I want to be friendly and warm and approachable," there are there's a very narrow color band that you can select that would that communicates that. that. What what colors would you would you associate with warm and friendly and uh, heartfelt? What Black. comes to my mind is is like more of the yellows and yep. uh, the the warmer colors, right? Yeah. Not yeah. not black, not not black, not red, not, and not even blue. Like yeah, because there there's the associate. Now, if if you said, "Hey, I want my brand to be highly energetic and aggressive," what colors mm. would you choose? See, now I'm going more toward the red. Yes. See, orange. But what happens, mm-hmm. though, is people choose colors for their brand based on the colors they like without considering right. the emotional effect it has on somebody. Right. Fonts. Fonts are the same. Fonts with uh, all caps, hard edges, sans serif, mean stability, contemporary, bold. Right. Yeah. Uh, fonts that have little serifs and stuff. They're softer. They're more friendly. They're approachable. Mm-hmm. Um uh, when you take, when you have a font that's italicized and it's all caps and bold, that's highly aggressive, lots of energy because mm-hmm. what we do is we associate, um, uh, in our, in our primal brain, we associate sharp things with danger and aggressiveness that I can right. get hurt from that. Right. 
but we associate rounded corners and softer edges with things that are softer and familiar and, and approachable. Flowers, right. soft stones, things like, you know, rounded stones, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, if, if I want someone to feel that I'm highly aggressive and energetic, I'm going to choose fonts, colors, textures, patterns that reinforce that personality. Not my favorite colors, not the colors that happen to be available. Right. Right. So I actually architect and, and engineer the visual expression of my brand based on what I want people to think and feel about me. Right. Now, now I say me as if I'm a business, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that apply to my personality as well? Because absolutely. Here's, here's something, and I want you to unpackage this for me. I am a lazy junk food addict, but I've been hiding behind a daily gym workout guy that tries like crazy to eat healthy. So I've got this contrast in my body and my mind 24 seven. Yeah. From the outside, people would look at me and go, this guy's a fitness buff, Mm -hmm. right? Inside, no, I'm a junkie. I am, I want freaking Cheetos and Mountain Dew on the daily, (laughs) okay? But the brand, but but it's an intentional thing. I want people to think about me as a very healthy person. The reason Mm -hmm. why I want that is that I want people to think this guy has energy. This guy is smart. This guy has self-control. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. those are brand attributes that I want other people to see. Now, in order for me to do that, I yeah. actually have to do it. I can't just pretend, you know, I have to drink the Kool-Aid. Well, the energy yeah. drink. Nope, nope, the, uh, the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're hitting on something that's really important because a sustainable projected image or brand mm-hmm. is, is best sustained by integrity with how you show up. Mm-hmm. It it has to have some level of buy-in from from you, basically yeah. the one who carries the brand, mm-hmm. and and if there's a big disconnect there, it's not sustainable. There there so, has to be a motivation behind it that has the energy capacity to sustain it. Yes, you know, oftentimes I'll go I go to the gym every day, and there are people mm-hmm. who are like major gym rats. Like right, super lean, super muscular, mm-hmm. and typically when I meet these people, they have major mental issues, like like social psychology issues. They are they're highly self conscious. <laughs> they oh, yeah. they've been through a divorce. They yeah. they have self worth issues, right? And right. I'm like, man, if that's what it takes, that level of uh, trauma. I guess mm-hmm. if that's what it takes to sustain that level of discipline and workout to get that perfect 10 plus body, I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want to pay that trauma price. Exactly. Ernburn, you just pointed out something that I think is so fundamental to understand when we're talking about branding or your personal image Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and we can all see it if someone is is putting on a superficial phony one 
But here's the truth behind it. We are dichotomous beings, meaning there's opposition Mm -hmm. that plays out in everyone's mind. One of my coaches, uh, Jody Moore, puts it this way. She says, you're 50-50. So when you say, you know, I'm a fit, athletic, um, health-conscious individual, yes, that's true some of the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Mm-hmm. And then other times I junk out on the couch <laughs> with the dew and the Cheetos. Uh-huh. Right? Is it and that's is it too. realistic to is it realistic to be one way? Here's how or, I or think we, of it. Are we really because I because if we're searching for something that's unrealistic, uh-huh. then we'll always be unhappy searching for something that's impossible to attain. And feeling inadequate because yep. we haven't. Yeah. Yes. That's highly depressing. One way I think about branding, and this is true in our personal branding. This is what I love about this conversation, Earnburn, because the the principles are consistent. Okay. Mm-hmm. How you present yourself, how you show up is your brand. Yes. And to understand that I am a dichotomous human being, that I have strengths, I have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And what has your 52 years taught you, Aaron Byrne? Is that always true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your weaknesses don't just go away because no. I want to be make, strong? I can, like, I want to be more flexible. So I go to yoga and I do stuff. But it's very yeah. intentional. You can work on those things, but it's not like they're Absolutely. going to mentally go away if you just forget about it. No. And you'll notice as you're working on one thing, something else pops up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like trait whack-a-mole. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, they, they totally. Just, oh, there's another thing <laughs> that pops Dang up, it. and then you try to whack that one, and <laughs> something else pops up somewhere else. And so true. The, the welcome to Earth. Yeah. Right? Some That's reality. Some have, people have a hard time with branding or with the way they show up even in their relationships mm-hmm. because they feel out of integrity. They're like, oh, imposter syndrome. You know, that's mm-hmm. not really really me i'm mm-hmm. i'm being phony what if what if we could just simply accept yes we're dichotomous people we're going to have upsides we're going to have downsides we're going to have strengths we're going to have weaknesses mm-hmm. there's things that we rock at there's things that we suck at yeah and that's okay i kind of think of it I, i've got a little exercise i do with my clients uh sometimes Zernburn, and it has to do with mm-hmm being a hero and being a zero. Okay. And we spend some time going through the the traits and characteristics that are true for you in which you show up in this world as a zero, as a pitiful nobody who sucks. (laughs) And it's kind of a fun activity for me. (laughs) It can sometimes unpackage it. But then we go through another list, and this one is even harder for some people to own, where you have traits, characteristics, and attributes that are true for you, mm-hmm. in which you show up as an amazing hero, mm-hmm. as a strong, competent, brilliant, talented individual who blesses the world with your mm-hmm. gifts. And and the the crux to both of these exercises that we're doing, it's all part of a bigger exercise that mm-hmm. I do. Um, the crux of it is that you are these things some of the time. 
Yeah. For both lists, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like you're holding, you got two name tags, all right? Mm-hmm. Right there mm-hmm. in your pocket. Hero earn burn, zero, zero. earn burn. Mm-hmm. Pick a name tag. And realize, put the other one in your pocket. You're going to need it later. Yeah. But your brand, what you project, what do you want to offer the world? Do you want to offer the ways you suck or the ways you rock? Right. So when you that, say that level of consistency is, is absolutely critical. You can't, you can't, um, uh, I, I've, I've uh, consulted and worked on convenience store brands. Mm-hmm. a lot of convenience store brands and retail brands. And if we had to, if the brand was a reflection of how you felt on that day, mm-hmm. the consumer would get very confused. Confused. Mm-hmm. And a confused consumer doesn't buy. Yeah. And it's not, you You mentioned something really important about, um, it's not, uh, you you show up on your the way you're supposed to do it on the brand that you have defined for yourself. Right. That is authentic, even though you may not feel like it. You don't you don't show up and go, well, I authentically feel crappy today, so I'm going to show up and be crappy today. No, you have control. You have a choice. You have defined your brand to be X. You can show up as X, and that's still true to who you are, isn't that? Can't you? Can't you? That is absolutely that? true. The fact that you are also Y <laughs> is irrelevant to that conversation. Now, we're not denying the fact that you suck at some things. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Earth. That's how we roll here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is intentionally choosing to show up with the name tag. That that allows us to impact and and uplift the lives of the people that we serve through our brand. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. and you can translate in your own mind what what does that mean for me in my relationships? Mm-hmm. What how are you showing up as a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a mother? That that you've got a brand to that. Okay, and it doesn't mean you are always. This way, it means this is what you choose. Right. That's that's your strategy. Like, so I'm a uh, corporate branding starts with like four steps. One is to define what it is that makes you special, unique. What is your what is your magic sauce? What is your special difference? What do you offer the world? For me, there's a level of enthusiasm and positivity that. And and connection that I that I feel like that is what what I do. I help. I'm a catalyst for um, uh, creativity. Yes. Okay. Positive creativity. That's I, that's my job. So I represent that visually with a flame, with a name, Earnburn. That's fun. It's clever. It's uh, it's easy to remember. Uh, the mm-hmm. flame is an association with burn. You know. Yes. Uh, and then I I use language like. Ignite, spark, uh, you know, um, smolder, things right. like that that you would associate with flame in my, in my, the way I describe my products and services online and stuff. And so, and I use the colors red and black and white because those are also indicative of energy, uh, 
explain, yes. you know? See, so the first thing is to figure out what it is that makes you special. And then you start magnifying everything in your brand image around that specialness so that when you and I have a conversation for the first time and you mm-hmm. recognize my brand, you go, Ernie seems to be all about like this. He's a very high energy, creative guy. And right. how do I remember his name? There was an E. So it's it's like Ernie. I think his name was Ernie. There was a flame. Maybe there's a burn. Uh, oh, it's Ern Burn. I'm trying to connect the dots so that you don't have to, as an audience, you don't have to work very hard to remember what it is that makes me special and how what what name it is that's associated with that special specialty. That's right. That's the first step. And I wonder how many of us, and you'll you'll know this, how many of us have defined our brand spark, our personal brand spark, you know, mm-hmm. most companies don't, they just try to be different. Oh, everybody's packaging is blue. So we're going to go with red. It's like, yeah. so why, why red? Well, it's different. Well, that's not what makes you different being red because someone else now can make a red package and now they're the same. Right. But there's something special and unique about each one of us that we it's it's i think it's our we owe it to our creator to know Mm. what it is that makes us special and then share that because it drives what you do on the daily right if i believe that my role is to ignite creativity and positivity it will define how i go about my day which means I am responsible as a gift that God's given me to say hello to people, smile mm-hmm. with to those people, try yes. do, do, compliment them because that is my role. That is my mission. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, I am not being true to my brand, my creator. Right. Right. So what is it that makes me special? And then how do I bring that specialty to other people? And, uh, you know, whether it's the guy at the Maverick that I was, I, I just bought a beverage at the Maverick today. And mm-hmm. there's a guy waiting behind me. My mission is to share positivity and ignite happiness. That's my, my mission. I am not true to my mission if I go, well, I'm just not feeling it today. <laughs> Which is how you feel has nothing to do with your attitude mm-hmm. it's the other way around your attitude has more to do with how you feel oh that's good and so mm-hmm. and your attitude is a chosen position and some of you listeners have heard me refer to this because my son is a pilot and attitude is actually an aviation term oh, and it has nice. to do with the position of the plane relative to the ground or the horizon mm-hmm. and a nose down attitude is heading you into the hard stuff <laughs> Nose up attitude can give you altitude. But if you think of it as position, see, it's not about how you feel. Mm-hmm. It's a chosen position. And position doesn't tell you where you are. It tells you where you're going. Mm-hmm. So you choose in the convenience store to, to show up to take a position of this is my brand. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And how I feel is simply the weather report at that yeah. point. Yeah. And I'm going to do it anyway. 
And then I'm, then I can be consistent. And then I can also yeah. look back in my day and look back and go, I executed on my brand strategy. I feel right. good about my brand strategy. Now, I don't know. Right. I, it might, it, it wouldn't surprise me because um, businesses do this every few years. Their, their perspective changes. Their sure. values might change. And they may go, my brand strategy needs to change. And that's Which totally is okay. Totally fine. That's yeah. why people like you exist on this planet. <laughs> you guys, if you're wondering about what can I do with my brand that sucks? Well, just remember earn burn, will you? <laughs> that's easy enough to understand. And Earn Burn, you've written a book about this. It's called That's The right. Brand Sucks. Tell us just a little bit about your book, where people you can connect to you before we turn them loose today. You betcha. So um, after building brands for a variety of clients, including like the, the Maverick convenience store brand, that's about $3 billion. It's a, it's a pretty big size brand. Yeah. Um, I, became, I became frustrated with the process that, uh, that most design firms follow to develop a brand. They try to be very, they try to be different, but not different with purpose. With purpose. And so, and so what I decided to do is I've got to figure out a way to develop a formula that helps discover and reveal the, that unique purpose, that unique uh, specialty. Mm -hmm. And so I've got a, an acronym I call FIRE. So the first is find your brand spark. And there's a chapter that, that describes step-by-step -step, uh, processes that you can follow to reveal your brand spark. The second is to, is to identify your target customer. Who is your audience? Who do you play to? Who, um, who, need, who do you need to show up for? And de define that very carefully. You can't say anybody who breathes. Um, that's not defined enough. And the reason that's important is that much like fishing, you need to know what you're fishing for so that you can craft the right bait to attract right. that audience and engage them. And you also need to know where they swim. Where do they live? How do you right. reach them? So the R is realize your core belief. And that's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's basically your why. Why do I do this in this industry for this group of people? And it better not be money. It's gotta be deeper than money. There needs to be something deep, deeply emotional about what it is that you do. That is your core belief. So, for example, uh, when I was working at Maverick, we, we realized that the reason the adventure brand was so powerful at, uh, the, in this convenience store brand was we truly believe that adventure elevated life. That yes. when you are on an adventure, there is something. It's a, it's a, it's a truth that adventure elevates life. That was a core belief. And that drove and that gave us the fuel behind the decisions we made to make sure that what we did had the flavor and personality of adventure. Yes. And then the last one, uh, E, is establish your brand adjectives. This is the flavoring for your story. These adjectives de describe, you know, are you fun, exciting? Are you, uh, are you kind, <clears throat> tender, gentle, soft-spoken? Are you hilarious? You know, it's all those kinds of things. Yes. Um, because those adjectives then help you choose the right brand assets. Like, for example, colors. We talked about that. Yes. Um, if I know what my adjectives are, then I can choose uh, 
colors, images, fonts, patterns, textures that reinforce that expression that I that's defined. Right. With those four steps, F-I-R-E, you now have a brand strategy. And that's what my book does. It helps you outline the brand strategy. Love it. And then it says, then it shows you how to execute that strategy. Ah, love it. <laughs> Again, you guys, the book is Your Brand Sucks. Don't be offended by that. Let's just find ways to make it less sucky. That's right. And, and Ernburn, you've got the formula for that. Thank yeah. you for sharing your wisdom and insights with us here today. We're going to have to have another conversation sometime oh, soon bet. because this is just fun. Thank you for your book. Thank you for making positivity a study and bringing it to light in a way that's easy to digest, mm. easy to understand, and easy to apply. Uh, changes everything, doesn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You guys, you've heard it from one of the masters in this space. Your brand sucks, but it doesn't have to, and Aaron Byrne can help you. Let's go apply what we've what we've learned today. And if you know someone who would really appreciate this conversation, please share it with them. It's time now to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.